When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas from the studio today by Ali Moreno. We'll kick things off in La Liga on the Canary Islands. Beautiful place for a match. Las Palmas taking on at Barcelona. And it was beautiful for the hosts early on as Munir would score against his old side to make it 1-0 after some more questionable Barcelona defending. However, Xavi's side would get the victory. Ferran Torres scoring 10 minutes into the second half. And then a late, late penalty from Barca will be converted by Gundogan to give them all three points. They've still got a lot of work to do though, haven't they, to catch Girona and Real Madrid at the top of the table. Despite that victory, they're still seven points adrift. For more on this, let's welcome in, shall we? Frank LeBeuf. We'll hear from Frank in a moment, but we've got to start off with Luis, who is in Norway, enjoying a lovely winter breakaway. Almost your holiday was ruined by Barcelona being rubbish again, Luis. Yes, for a couple <laughs> of minutes, Dan, and definitely you have to understand that I was shouting to the TV when I saw a few of the plays uh, from Barcelona. But in the end, uh, uh, we, we saw that Gundogan penalty and uh, it was actually in favor of Barcelona to play better in the second half. I think that they, they deserve it a little bit more. They understood that the, the game was, uh, it has to be played on the wide areas and with the players in the midfield making the, uh, those uh, runs. And that's how the, the most important uh, plays or the most important chances for Barcelona arrived. But it was just in the last moments of the game where that penalty arrived where actually we have to not give it all the credit for Barcelona because I think that uh, Las Palmas kind of got a run out of legs and not the mm. pressure was not the same the spaces were bigger and allowed to Barcelona to start receiving <coughs> in between the lines Fermin did a fantastic job when he got into the into the game same as uh, Joao Felix so a pity that we didn't see Victor Roque scoring he had a couple of chances but um, well what can you say the first game you are excited a little bit nervous so you will rush things up a little bit but I think he did good because he was in the right moment at the right time so I think we have to wait and see but definitely very important three points for Barcelona We've seen this a lot this season, Ali. Mm -hmm. Barcelona leaving late, leaving it late and coming like, right, now we better try and do something. Because throughout much of this game, once again, they were second best, mm -hmm. certainly in that first half. And even when they got the ball in the final third, the lack of quality is so striking when there's really good players there. And players that put themselves in good positions. So Alejandro Valle, who continue to be an outlet today down the left-hand side, and finally was able to time some runs and got himself in good positions. Now it's about completing a 10-yard pass across goal. Okay, we're not trying to resolve world issues here. A 10-yard pass across goal, that should be something that a Barcelona player at this level should be able to complete. And it wasn't happening. And it's not just Alejandro Valde. It's other players as well that get himself, get themselves in really good positions. Now is the final decision. Now is the final touch. And it's just not happening and not happening consistently, which then tells me, and it's something that we have talked about time and time again, this team is currently playing and has been playing with nervous energy, mm -hmm. with tension. For a Barcelona player to be unable to complete a 10-yard pass with consistency goes against everything that Barcelona it's us all about and what we come to know and appreciate about this club the passing game that should be natural to these players that grew up in this environment that grew up with this club 
and yet they're unable to complete those passes consistently. And it happens again, time and time and time again. So the difficulties of Barcelona will continue. Today, they get fortunate with the result, but it, it, it only serves as a masking agent, which we have seen mm. over the course of the season. These late goals only serve as masking agents because the issues for Barcelona are deep, and I mean deep. They have difficulties still defending. They have difficulties creating chances. And when they do create chances, they have difficulties putting the ball in the back of the net. So while they were marginally better in the second half, I think all of that or some of that has to do with the fact that Las Palmas lost the ball. While they had a lot of the ball in the first half, they lost the ball in the second half. They got conservative. They allowed Barcelona possession higher up the field. And Barcelona just kind of pushed their way into a goal. The first goal by Barcelona is rebound here, rebound there, broken play, goal. That gives the team some life. It gave the team some confidence. It wasn't because Barcelona broke down Las Palmas. The best chance in the second half comes in the header by Mika Marmol, the center yeah. back for Las Palmas. They should have been up in the game. They were not. And in the end... This is a team that I think throws three points away at home, and Barcelona get fortunate, give them credit, they take advantage of the opportunities in front of them, they take the three points, but it's nothing to go crazy and say, yep, they're back, this team is for real, this team is still in trouble. Frank, obviously, normally you focus on Premier League matches. We got you to watch the Barcelona game today. You haven't seen much of them this season. What struck you about them? Everything. <laughs> I want to be respectful to, uh, to uh, Barcelona and to uh, Luis Garcia, uh, former team and former club. But really, sometimes, you know, we talk about results and the beauty of football. Really, I didn't see any beautiness today. Uh, I, I saw mostly a nightmare for an hour from Barcelona. i never seen Barcelona playing that bad. Uh, if I can uh, recall from a long, long time, you know, uh, I saw nothing. I mean, I, I, I know that on the first goal, for example, Christensen is might be a little bit guilty, but you have to see what Ahoyo does or mostly doesn't do to come back and to try to cover Christensen. Uh, I saw, except from Sergio Roberto and De Jong, a team which doesn't know what to play, what to do, and how to play together, and uh, how to combined together that's the worst for me when i see barca barca is normally a team where you exactly know where the others are how to play how to to build and we of course saw the the first goal which is kind of an insult of uh, barca uh cultural uh way of playing football um that was a nightmare and uh, i didn't enjoy um i think I, I, feel, I feel a bit sad and i feel i think it's a bit unfair to las palmas to at least not getting a point but it is what it is uh Barca has been uh, has been very uh, very lucky today i have to say but i didn't enjoy the the game at all Oh, uh, tell us what you really think about Barcelona, Frank, why don't you? Uh, uh, Luis, uh, look, you, you try and take some positives if you're Xavi from this game. It, it's another late winner. Uh, where else do you go to try and be optimistic? No, there is not many ways. Uh, if Frank uh, thinks that uh, today was uh, the best, the worst game is because he doesn't really follow Barcelona in the past few months. Because <laughs> definitely we've seen even worse <laughs> performances uh, from, from tonight. So that's the that's the level. Of this you see year. how yeah. positive I am. I can be very positive. Exactly. Honestly, uh, Frank, go, go, go on, Luis. No, no, no. Just uh, saying that that is true. That is very difficult to find positive things about the only the result. Probably that to see Vitor Roque, they can't fit into the into the uh, starting of, of Barcelona because of the style of play. A player who can 
I think they replace the Lewandowski at some points in that center uh, role position. We mentioned him before before the game, but not many more because definitely today the Barcelona players didn't understood what the game was about. They didn't saw early on the game that that high line was put right there to put the pressure, to put 1v1 situation into the game, and they needed to be patient. The white player needed to be patient. The players into the middle make the runs when there was freedom, and they didn't understand. That's a worry because a manager can set up, can display the, the, what, what they're going to face in front, but the players are the ones, when they are into the game, need to analyze and understand what is needed to be done. And once again, Barcelona's players today, they didn't do that, and that's why they suffer so much. For At some points that, that you could see that they were frustrated because the passes were not in the right moment, because they were low, some of us, they were short. So at the end, it was quite a very difficult performance for tonight's enjoyment of the crowd and, of course, of the players. Frank, you mentioned the first goal. Take us through it. We'll show it to you now. Just take us through what frustrated you uh, defensively as Las Palmas opened the scoring. Yeah, okay. When you're going to see when the ball's going to go wide, you see Ahoyo is not sprinting back and he realizes too late that he has to go to cover Christensen. And for his talent, for what he knows about football, it's too late when he decides to uh, go a little bit faster. He thinks that uh, it's done and they go wide and he's going to get the ball. So it's a little bit sloppy in the, at the beginning of the action. If he anticipates and go to cover Christensen, uh, Christensen at first, he would have been there to catch the ball. It's because he's only in reaction that I, I, I say, what the hell is he doing? Why is it takes so, too, so much time for him to start sprinting? And when he starts and realizes what he has to do, it's too late. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, Munir gets the ball. I'll take it even a step further. The starting position of Ronald Araujo, he is closer to Jules Koundé, the right back, than he is to his partner, the center back, which shouldn't happen as the ball is coming from the opposite side. If the ball is coming from the opposite side and now Christensen is taking that near post position, you, as the second center back, Cover his back. It is your role. Now, Christensen also has responsibility here because he, too easily he just allows Munir to run off his back and he doesn't then cut, cut out the passing lane, which then becomes the responsibility of the first center back. So the positioning is wrong. The reaction is wrong. The reading is wrong. The anticipation is wrong. Uh, yeah, it's all wrong for Barcelona defensively. The goalkeeper's got to be braver as well. <laughs> Absolutely. If you're in Yaki Peña, you can, you can resolve a lot of issues there if you just clean out... Munir, you come out and you clean, you clean out the ball, you clean out Munir, you clean out everybody. But he kind of comes out with a, one of these. Okay, all right, that, that's not a challenge. Right. This is not the, the knee down. This is not a challenge. That's not a challenge. If you're a goalkeeper, you clean everybody out. Nice move. Uh, then <laughs> As you mentioned, Luis, obviously Vita Hoque <laughs> coming on after that big money move for the 18-year-old from Brazil. Lewandowski on the sidelines, applauding him, encouraging him. Would you be like that if a player came in to try and take your position? You have to be like that, Dan. It doesn't look very nice if you sit down on the bench just yes, with that right, sad face and angry but, uh, because he just missed the, the, the chance. You have to be like that. You have to support. And again, uh, we saw, uh, we, we mentioned in the beginning of the game, if Lewandowski continue in this way with a, with a player that can be replaced for, more, uh, for uh, different games, he's not going to be on the game for 90 minutes anymore. And today he was replaced actually earlier than I expected. And we saw Victor Rocket that even though that is the first few minutes because he traveled no longer ago, so he's been adapting to the team in good position at the right time, 
yeah, he missed the last in the last moment. That can be because he wants to show he was rushed on the decision making. But definitely in the right positions. And that's something that I'm sure that Lewandowski was paying attention. He was right there. He's not in offside. Could control the first one. Not the ideal, not the best one. That left foot is not his best. We all know. But again, this one, yeah, it could have been a little bit more, not as selfish as we, uh, we could say. But definitely, once again, in the right position at the right moment. So I think that we, we've seen positive things from him. Now for Lewandowski, of course. But definitely for the future of Barcelona. So Lewandowski is kind of putting on his Oscar face. Absolutely. You know, when you, loo oh, when you, when you lose the Oscar, yes. <laughs> you're being polite. Very good acting, Dan, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. say, very good acting. I, I, I could give an Oscar on that. On that, like, especially, uh, you know, when you know, when you feel that inside the guy is so, the guy is so angry at himself and uh, maybe at the substitution, and he gets up and smiles. Oh, my God. Oh, well done, boy. No, no, we didn't buy it, mister. <laughs> Frank, what were you like when, when someone come in and, and would compete for your position? Well, you, you want the best for the team. I don't think you want the best for the players specifically. <laughs> so so uh, <laughs> it never really happened to me. But I have to say that uh, uh, when you are in competition with the guy, it's a real competition. So you don't want the best for the guy. <laughs> that, that's only natural. That's human because you want to stay put. You want to stay in, in your position. You don't want him to steal your, your favorite position. So even if I Lewandowski is, is already... Um, I would say old, with all due respect. So you can understand that he's ready maybe to to get out and to leave the space for the guy and and be a little bit honest about what he showed to us. But he's a striker. Who wants to believe a striker when he wants to share something with others? Nobody. Uh, Football America's own Hercules Gomez uh -huh. came into LA Galaxy when you were a striker, wasn't it? To, that's, that's right. Uh, how did you treat him? Uh, he comfortably sat on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened. That's what happened. That's Would you have been cheering him on? No, I, 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 I didn't then and I don't now. No. <laughs> right, good. <laughs> uh, Barcelona, of course, have a long way to go if they're going to close the gap on Real Madrid and Girona at the top of La Liga table. You take a look at how the bookies have things set. Real Madrid favourites, but Girona coming in at 9-2. to two. Remember, they were 10,000-1 to one at the start of the season. And what's interesting, when you take a look at how the newspapers are summing up in Catalonia, just a reminder there, Real Madrid 4-1 to one on, Girona at 5-1, to one, Barca now 7. Uh, you take a look at the front pages, um, unstoppable. Uh -huh. uh, meanwhile, Apothesis, okay. which is Greek. Okay. A big moment. Yeah, it's exciting, isn't it? Right. This is what Michel had to say. What do you see? Our dream is to go to Europe. We cannot fight a team like Real Madrid toe-to-toe. -to -toe. We dream of getting into Europe and taking it game by game. Luis, as a player, how do you treat what your manager is saying? Because it would be impossible not to think about La Liga. Do you want him to be more positive and be like, no, we can do this, we can win La Liga? Or does that fall on deaf ears? Is that necessary? Is he saying something to the media and something else um, in the privacy of the dressing room? Uh, he's got the experience of being a, a former player. He's got the experience of being a manager. And even though that he hasn't been at that top, that close to maybe have the chance of winning La Liga, he knows that the message has to be that one. We are far away uh, for, from what we expected in the beginning of the season. This is not our competition. We are, we, of course, we cannot deny that we want to be in the top four because we are very close to Real Madrid, Barcelona, Atlético Madrid. But definitely indoors, 
I'm sure that the message is, listen, guys, game by game, let's get closer. Let's see how it goes because definitely we got a chance here because Barcelona is not doing well. Atletico Madrid is not doing well. So why not? We could be the ones. But the message is to try to put the pressure away and try to be focused on sending everyone the same message. For us, the top and the target is to be at the top four. Blah, blah, blah. Why not come out, Dad. Frank, and say, yes, we're going to win it? <laughs> Yeah, but the thing is, yeah, you're going to win it. But I want to be pessimistic a little bit. I want to be in some player's oh, brain right now. Where no, you know, but I'm going to explain. I'm going to explain you, and I'm going to explain to you why. Some players didn't expect to play the first roles, and they know that if next year they're going to play in Europe, Girona's board is going to recruit players to be better in uh, in Europe. Therefore, some of them, some of the players who brought them there, is going to be kicked out. This is what it is, and it's part of the game, and it's part of our career. But how some players going to react? Do they go for it and say, "Okay, it's a nice adventure. Let's go for it. Not think about the future, the the future, and the and, and next year what's going to happen?" Or some of them going to slow down a little bit, maybe subconsciously, but they're going to slow down to make sure next year they're going to play. So what's going to happen within two three months? Going to be very interesting about Girona. Frank, you're talking rubbish, aren't you? They're not already thinking about next season coming and replacing him. They're just thinking about winning La Liga. What? No, no, cynical. Well, well, you don't. You don't need to have the best player in the world. I'm talking about better player than the player we are actually right now. That's that's what it is. It's, Frank's just an anomaly, yeah? Selfish anomaly thinking about himself. I, I, I imagine so. If I'm, if I'm in that locker room in Girona, I am certainly not thinking about next year's Champions League or any of the European competition. I'm thinking about the fact that you know, we can do this. And every time that they play a game like they did against Atletico Madrid and they get that sort of result, it's much more of that feeling that continues to grow. And then and you continue to sense it and say, hey, wait a minute, wait a second, this is no longer a coincidence. This is no longer a cute story. We are very much part of this picture. We're very much part of this fight. But does that hurt you a little bit? Well, no, because the more you, the more you believe it and the more you see it as a potential reality, I think a team that has nothing to lose feels like, you know what? All the pressure is on Real Madrid. And I think that's exactly what Michel is doing here. He's going full-on captain deflect and say, us, pressure, us, title. No, that's some big, mighty Real Madrid. That has nothing to do with us. That's not our fight. Those are the guys that are expected to win. Us, we're here for the experience. This is going to be great. And uh, hopefully we get into Europe. And hopefully we keep our good players, too. According to Frank, those players are not going to be there. <laughs> Regardless, all I'm saying is, if you're Mitchell, you're deflecting all of that, right. but you get inside that locker room and you tell your players, hey, we, ca we can do this. Okay. We're good enough to do this. We're gonna t yes, we're going to take it game by game, and we're going to go through all the cliches and everything and all the conversation, all the preparation that we need to do in order to be ready to face each challenge in front of us. But we're good enough to do this. Any more negativity you'd like to add to this, Frank? This lovely story of Girona? Well, you know what? You know, we can think like that in a perfect world, but tell me, Ali, that it's completely impossible what I just mentioned. Uh, it's not an impossibility, Frank, but I, I'm, I'm thinking about the players inside that locker room now. They're not thinking about the guy that they're going to bring next year. Okay, if you say so. 
I believe you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, that was genuine. Oh, it's a, mind you, by the way, isn't Ailesh Garcia one of the players that Barcelona is looking for? Yes, yes, he is. One of the star players yes. of Girona? Yeah, oh, very much so. Okay, so we don't have to wait till next year, apparently. Um, Real Madrid, though, maintain their fact that they are favourites after that late winner from Rudiger yesterday. Real Madrid, uh, papers enjoying it. Uh, winter champion, uh, the winter of Rudiger celebrations there. Uh, uh, Ali, of course, you're on this game. We've seen this a bit, haven't we, from Real Madrid mm -hmm. this season? Bit blur, uh -huh. a bit not particularly impressive, uh -huh. but one way or another, they get the job done. Well, you say a bit blur, I say a lot blur. Yeah, they <laughs> it, it, it was the game that you thought it was going to be against Mallorca because Mallorca puts a lot of numbers behind the ball. They're going to be organized, so then the responsibility is on Real Madrid to be able to create chances to have movement with the ball and without the ball. Dynamic movement, passing, and in a passing game in which they dictate the pace of the game and they're going to speed it up and they're going to have vertical passing and movement coming out of the midfield. None of that. None of that from Real Madrid. Predictable, slow, and slow, and slower, and slow west. And then they are, I think in some ways, fortunate that they run into a goal by Rudiger, which is the same thing that happened right before the break against Alaves, away from home. They're playing a man down. They run into a goal by Lucas Vazquez. It's three points against Alaves, and it's three points against Mallorca. And here's the story. It's three points. Yeah. It's three points, and it is what Real Madrid has been over the course of their history. And Luis would know this as well as anybody else. Sometimes you can outplay Real Madrid. Sometimes it feels like you have been better, and sometimes you feel like we deserve more. And guess what? They're lifting the trophy. And guess what? They're winning games. And guess what? They're the ones with the three points. It is a story that we have seen time and time again in Real Madrid. Whether it's the club, whether it's the history, whether it's the current players, whether it's the manager, they simply find a way to win these sort of games. And these are the sort of games that at the end of the season yeah. add up to a title. Yeah, exactly. And Luis, what we've seen and what's changed from Real Madrid, and Carlo Ancelotti addressed this, that after that defeat against Atleti, where of course they conceded three goals, Everything changed defensively, and boy, what a change it has made. We saw last year how important a good defense is. Barcelona were brilliant. We're seeing it this time from Real Madrid, and how if they're going to win the title, it's mainly going to be because they've been able to defend so well for the first half of the season. Yes, Dan, and so well without the key players, because no, <clears throat> excuse me, mm. no Alaba or no Militao. So that's something that uh, needed to be done, and it's part of uh, give the credit to Ancelotti that once again that man management has been proved that is fantastic because given the, the, the leadership to Rudiger that he was exceptional in the last game uh, to Nacho but he's in not all out because of the red cards but the players who had to be replaced or Camavinga on the left side when there was no left back or Lucas Vasquez in the right side where there was no Cavajal so the mentality of this team is always fantastic magnificent once again not show the most brilliant games not showing the most beautiful uh, football but once again getting the results giving the performance that he was needed and the problem probably is that in the beginning of the season real madrid never said about we are going to play to the level of excellency that those are the words that Xavi used so now everybody one one they are getting the result like today last uh, last goal last game uh, three mm. points for us in the last minute everyone is saying yeah yeah three points but you were talking about excellency Ancelotti never said that. Ancelotti never talked about that. He only said, let's go game by game. We're going to try to do, No, we are not going to buy players. But at the end, they're getting the results. So no one is talking about the way that Real Madrid is playing, but everyone is talking that Real Madrid is doing it again. 
It's not playing the best football, but they are winning. And that's the most important. I thought Xavi was your friend, Luis. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it is my nice. good friend, but I think that that was not the, be hey. the best words in the beginning of a season. Hey, hey, uh, when Luis is in Norway, nice, nobody's listening. That's not very hey. nice. Yeah. <laughs> Luis is in Norway, so nobody's listening. Nobody's listening. Uh, meanwhile, there was other action today, and for a moment, Barca were out of the Champions League spots after Athletic Club got the win against the Sevilla. Uh, let's take you through exactly how this would happen. Uh, 30 minutes in, Atlantic Club would take the lead. Vesca here, simple header, thank you very much. 1-0. Igor Ruiz de Galarreta with the service on the right-hand side. Floated ball to the back post. Mikel Vesca gets in between defenders. Good header, no chance for the goalkeeper, 1-0. And once again, it was the ability not to clear it out from Sevilla as the ball's put in here, and Herrera puts it into the box. Paredes makes it 2-0. Essentially the same type of goal, and Herrera doesn't even look up. He's just putting this into a dangerous area. Paredes gets in between defenders. Easy finish. Optional defending, 2-0 Atletic Club. And what that means is at the bottom of the table, Sevilla are just one point clear of Cardiff in the relegation zone. A frustrated Sergio Ramos after the game. Seguir trabajando para intentar... Ten un poco de respeto que estamos hablando, ten un poco de respeto a la gente y al escudo, respeta a la gente, estamos hablando, pues muy bien, pues respeta a la gente, respeta a la gente y cállate ya, anda. Hay que aguantar de todo, pero bueno, lo que decía, ¿no? Es la situación, entendemos la frustración de la gente porque es normal, mucho tiempo sin, sin ganar, sin darle una alegría y es lo que tiene, ¿no? Mucho más que dar, Luis. <laughs> he wasn't happy at all, and <laughs> he, he was trying to yeah, make think? a point to one of the supporters. <laughs> yeah. But it, I, I think that at the end, it, it, it makes a, a fantastic sense because he's mentioning that it's normal. That we understand we need to hear everything because the results are not there. People is not happy, and of course we need to understand that the the the, the people is gonna be talking, and of course the support is not gonna be always there. But definitely, Sergio uh, Ramos wasn't taking any any think bad words today and well i think he answered in a very polite way to, uh, to to be honest i like that if i'm a severe fan i'd like that from mm. sergio ramos you know the passion is, is still there you still care mm. no and he's fully engaged and look a, a player of sergio ramos has, has achieved so much in the game there's a sense of pride here and he would never would have thought that in his return to sevilla he's talking about avoiding relegation that's not the conversation for Sergio Ramos. It's not what he has done over the course of his career. And so, of course, for him, I believe it's certainly difficult to talk about it. But what I like the most, and I think Luis just alluded to it, is the fact that you can go and yell at the fan all you want. I imagine that whatever the fan was saying wasn't all that great. But that he was able to come back to a certain level of calmness and say, it's still on us. We got a job to do so that these people can support. We have to give them a reason to support us. So while I think he understands the frustration, I don't think the frustration of the fan is bigger than the frustration that he's feeling himself and the situation that he's in yeah. and that the club is in. Uh, Frank, would you ever shout at a fan like that? Uh, not that I recall, but I could have had. And I think what Sergio did is absolutely fantastic because yes, you have the right to say, shut up to somebody but when you come back to the camera and you say well you know 
It's not for them, it's for, already for us, and then they're gonna come with us. It's clever, he's really involved, I like that. Uh, and he's taking responsibilities for his acts. So it's great. He was a great player. He's been a great player. He's maybe not at the level that he was before, but you have to respect him. And the fans shouldn't shout to him like that because now he knows that the guy is completely into it. And he always been. It's Sergio mm. Ramos. I never seen Sergio Ramos being light about everything, anything. He always been there. And he's going to, I'm sure, he went back to the dressing room. He said, guy, awful shameless, you know, we're shameful. We have to go back to where we know we are the best at. And uh, he's going to be the first warrior and they're going to have a reaction, hopefully for him and for Sevilla fans. Uh, Luis, we'll say thank you. Is it a midnight ski in Norway? Is that what's the plan now? <laughs> no, no, no. Time to rest. Tomorrow is a long day of skiing. Oh, oh, dear. oh, oh God, yeah. Luis is oh, outside. You sound very it's, excited. It's a long day. Oh, it's, a lo it's a long day of three, hour, three hours day. <laughs> oh, oh, all right, <laughs> right, okay. Uh, Louise, we'll let you go. Frank, uh, stay with us. Uh, just a reminder, no La Liga this weekend because what? it's Copa del Rey. Uh, we've got every single match, all 16 games to you live on ESPN+. Girona and Real Madrid Nation on the Saturday and on Sunday, Barca play. Remember, all the big teams are away against those sides that ply their trade in the lower division. Passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights and more. Whether you're into speed, power or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com FC. Just go to Indeed.com FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com FC, terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now, of course, this broke during extra time yesterday, and I promise you we'll be quick. Uh, this is what Kylian Mbappe had to say about his uh, future. I haven't made my decision yet. I haven't made a choice with the agreement I had with the president in the summer. My decision is not important as we manage to protect all the parties and preserve the serenity of the club for the challenge to come, which is most important. So we will say that the decision is secondary. If I know what I want to do, why wait? It would make no sense. My personal situation inside the club, nobody talks about it. It doesn't interest much. Of course, it interests everyone else. These links continue. 
that he will be going to Real Madrid this year. Uh, Frank, does uh, those quotes change anything about what you think he might do? No, not at all. I think he already... If he's not a fine, if he doesn't really know at 100% what he's going to do, I think he has a clear idea what he would love to do. And, uh, and uh, rushing stuff out will, uh, will never help. He wants to go into details to, uh, to everything that he wants in, his, uh, in, in the plan of moving to Real Madrid if this happens. But he wants a, a backup. He wants still a backup. He wants to see if there is something else. But I think he has... It's what I think. He has the... the the will, the willingness of going into to Real Madrid now. I think he feels that he cannot achieve anything uh, in the Champions League with uh, with Paris Saint Germain, and it's a time for for him to move, which is fair, I would say, according to the player he is and uh, and what he showed for and the the involvement that he showed for Paris Saint Germain. What would you do, Ali? First of all, great reading, Dan. Sometimes that can be difficult, I know. Well, I just wanted to make it quick. Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing is, I have no idea what any of that means. It, it was a whole lot or nothing. Right. It was a whole lot or nothing. And it's going in that direction, this direction, over here, come here, the club, this, the decision is secondary. The decision is not secondary. The decision is the thing. It's the thing. It's, it's, it's why we talk about killing Mbappe, because he has made this about him mm -hmm. over the last couple of, couple of years. Why are we still talking about this? Because he has flirted with them, with them. Real Madrid, am I coming? Am I not coming? So we're going to talk about it. Shamefully, we're going to talk about it. That quote, it's all over the place. It says nothing. It's empty. And while I appreciate your reading on how well you did it, Dan, thank you. Thank you very it, does, much. it does not thank move us forward one bit. I have a degree in journalism. You know? Well, good. Thank yeah. you. No, there right, you that's are. great, See, Dan. That's I what it's paid for. <laughs> right, we're going to move on. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Uh, Juventus would win today convincingly. Nice goal as well uh, from U.S. international Tim Weir. So it's that quarter final with Frosinone. All the big boys kind of got through. Fiorentina, Bologna, Milan against Atalanta, Lazio against Roma. What a clash that'll be. Uh, that's coming up next week. Speaking of domestic cup competitions, the bugle can only mean one thing, that we're in the third round of the FA Cup. All 32 games will be live on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, we already know that Crystal Palace will play, play Everton. That was nil-nil. Uh, meanwhile, tomorrow, Spurs against Burnley. Saturday, big game for Newcastle as they are away against local rivals at Sunderland. On Sunday, it's all about Arsenal against Liverpool. Monday sees Wigan take on Manchester United.
Meanwhile, Gotham have been busy uh, with uh, recruiting U.S. internationals. Uh, Rose Lavelle, Emily Sonnet, the latest two additions to their squad, alongside Davison and uh, Crystal Dunn. Uh, for a lot more on that, be sure to check out the latest edition of Football Americas. Here's a little clip. I truly believe we are on the horizon for that because, um, you know, we're going to have some some scary good talent, which is incredible. Um, but like I said, I mean, it's one of those things where I'm like, man, the staff is going to have to work their magic and make sure we are all, you know, doing what we need to do. I mean, honestly, with that also comes a lot of pressure. I mean, everyone's always like, all right, are you expected to win back to back championships? And I'm like, listen, I accept the challenge of basically being a part of this team moving forward. I, I absolutely want to do everything in my power to make sure that we are the most successful team possible, um, especially if we are going out and getting a lot of talent. I'm like, ooh, the pressure's on for us to, you know, perform. But listen, you know, with that comes a lot of responsibility, but it's, it's going to be an amazing challenge ahead of us. Uh, you can see a lot more of that exclusive interview on the latest edition of Football Americas, uh, which is available now on ESPN+. Uh, just a reminder, the Spanish Super Cup will dominate our conversations next week. Real Madrid taking on Atletico Madrid in one semi-final, followed by Barca against Osasuna in the other. Those games live on ESPN2 and ESPN+. Uh, that's it. That brings us to the end of today's show. But as always, extra time will be next. Luis has gone skiing off into the sunset. Yes. Frank, though, will be back along with Ali as well to answer some of your questions. Welcome in then to the latest edition of Extra Time. Frank LaBeouf is with us as Ali, back from your holidays. Oh, thank you. Did you have a lovely time? Yes, I sure did. Dan. Oh, that's very yeah, nice. It was great. Yeah? A lot of time with the family. Oh. Yes, a lot of day trips. Oh. Yes. Anywhere exciting? <laughs> Particularly enjoy the uh, candle shopping trip. That was uh, wonderful. You went to a shop just for candles? Uh, uh, yes. Isn't there one in the mall just down the uh, road? Uh, yes, this was a, think about the one in the mall and yes. multiply times 10. It was uh, an experience. Wow, Ali. A lot of was it close? Smelling candles. Wow, what a, a lot of What a lovely way to spend your holiday. Candles. <laughs> a lot of candles. Wow. And with everybody. Oh, with the whole family? Oh, the, I, and the girlfriend as well. All uh, oh, right, not your girlfriend. No, no. no. no she's at home, so no. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, lovely wife, I love you, babe. My oldest son and his girlfriend, Molly. Oh, okay, beautiful, right? And we name check it everyone. Yeah, absolutely, just making sure that everybody knows where I was. <laughs> everyone was at the candle factory. What yeah, a treat. What an experience that was. Oh, dear. <laughs> wow. You know, after five of them, every, each one of those candles smelled the same. Well, yeah, why, I don't know why you do that to yourself. Well, because I'm a loving husband, Dan. Goodness gracious nah, me. Family man. I'd throw myself out the car. <laughs> Ali, Joanne Laporta names your strikers coach at Barcelona. The yep. same way goalkeeper coaches exist. How can you help this Barca team score goals? Well, some of it has to do with the service that is actually not common. We saw in the game today the multiple opportunities for crosses to come in, and there's just not quality behind those crosses. Mm -hmm. And Another thing that can help the strikers is movement of the ball. And what we're seeing from Robert Lewandowski is that not only is he not scoring the opportunities that are presented to him whenever those do happen, there is very little movement from him away from the ball. And today's game in particular, there was space in behind, which he was unwilling to run into that space. I'm not asking for him to run 
50 yards to get on the end of pass. I'm asking him to do the diagonal movement, the 10, 15 yard movement. So I would stress that with him, with Vitor Roque, with Ferran Torres, if they're able to time the runs correctly and the, the delivery is going to be there, then the responsibility is on the striker to finish the chances. But that they're not even getting to that point. They're not even getting to the point to where they're missing opportunities. The buildup is not quite there. The service is not quite there. And when it is there, what we're seeing a lot from Lewandowski is, I wanted the ball there, yeah, not here. No hands this and hands that and all this. And if, and if you're a guy that is trying to play the ball to your striker and all you see from your striker is this, that, and the other, guess what? You're looking somewhere else. You're looking somewhere else. Oh, you're going to complain, you're not going to get the ball. Simple as that. Frank, what would be worse? I don't know which context would be worse. Uh, Barcelona finishing outside the top four, Manchester United not qualifying for Europe, or Chelsea finishing in the bottom half of the table? Um, for Chelsea, it's not going to be worse because I think it's what they deserve right now and they can't expect mm. more than that. We all agree to name them a B-table uh, team right now. Uh, which is a shame for, for a club like Chelsea, but it is the reality of it. After, after winning the, uh, uh, the La Liga, uh, finishing out of the top four, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bad result. Uh, now, we say Manchester United not qualifying for Europe. What, what does it mean qualifying for Europe? Champions League, Europa League, Conference League? I mean, they can't even qualify for the Conference League. But we are talking about, about Manchester United. It's not, of course, enough. Um, we were expecting the, uh, the top four this season. I don't think it's, it's not going to happen. I don't see the Europa League coming up as well because some of the teams are better than them. So even if they, come, if they go to the Conference League, that's a shame. That's a shame and it's not the level of Manchester United. So for me, not having Manchester United in the first six or seven in the Premier League, uh, is of course worse than uh, Barcelona not finishing in the top four. Yeah. I think once again Frank is wrong yeah. as he's been or quite a bit in the show so far. I think financially Barcelona will be ruined. Ab absolutely. It, it, it's not so much about whatever the perception is from <laughs> Barcelona. It's the fact that financially they need and I mean they require in yeah. order to survive, in order to thrive as a club, they need to be at the very least in the top four. Take that Frank. <laughs> Uh, no, 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 I, I have to disagree. I mean, like four years ago or three years ago, somebody told me that they had 1.6 billion deficit. They don't care. They still buy players. Nobody said anything. They keep on buying players. So why they will, they will stop next season? So they're going to finish fifth in the league and they're going to buy like five or six players and nobody's going to say anything until this club completely collapse. But yeah, oh. I think it's, we still have some time to, before seeing that. We gotta check uh, Frank's sources, by the way. What's the that? random person that told me, hey, they're 1.6 billion in deficit. No, they are. No, Frank, I believe everything Frank tells me. Uh, Rumours swirling that they Manchester are, City and really? Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> swirling that Manchester City and Arsenal are both interested in Pedri. Any chance he leaves Barca for either club this summer, Ali? I don't think so. And you wouldn't buy him anyway. He's not no, fit. I don't, I, don't, I don't think so. And part of what has been questioned about Pedri's game is his continuity, his fitness level, and his strength. And for all that I'm told about the Premier League time and time again in this panel and in this show, in order to play in the Premier League and the pace of the Premier League, you need that fitness level, mm. you need strength, and you need to be on the field consistently. I, 
Pedri hasn't proven to be that. He's a fantastic talent. I love me some Pedri, but right now, his priority has got to be getting back on the field. I don't know why you hate the Premier League so much. No, I'm just... I'm I mean, this is what I've been told. I don't know. Well, <laughs> it's sort of anger, isn't it? what I've been told. That's all well, I've been it, told. You know what is nice? You know what is nice about Dan, Ali? That we all know that he will never change. <laughs> we can change the year, but he will never change. <laughs> well, there we are. I don't know what's that. That's a good thing. Here we are. Finally, the truth. The truth is coming out. <laughs> wow. All right. Of course not. Of hey, did you see not. Thiago Silva came out and said that he never wanted to play in the Premier League? Frank, did you see those quotes from him? He said he never liked no, the Premier League. No, he did he, say he, that. He, it was never an attraction for him because the style of play, which has only really changed since Pep has come in. I thought that was quite interesting from Thiago Silva. Ah. So why, why, why he came? Why he finally came? Well, because it's changed he more like now. It. He's saying it's more of a foot. It's more football than just hoofing it and heading it. That was what he was. He was suggesting oh, that's why right. he was never attracted to play in England. I'm glad I brought that up. That's yeah, good. yeah, that's good. Good. Oh, yeah, well, I, thought, I, I, I thought Frank might react a little more interested. Anyway, <laughs> no. Good landing. No, that's fair enough. <laughs> I bored myself asking it. <laughs> Ali, good landing spot for Gio Reyna <laughs> in La Liga. Sevilla, Real Sociedad, Betis, Villarreal. Villarreal will be good. He plays in yellow. Uh, and it's a team that needs a player <laughs> with yeah. the. Uh, yeah with the skill set of Gio Reyna. Real Sociedad, a team that likes to play in the attack and likes to have possession in the attacking half. Betis as well. It's, it's a team that matches some of the things that he likes to do. Those three teams, yes, don't go to Sevilla because right now that's, no, a, no. that's a house on fire. No, you don't want to go there. And he hasn't proven to be good enough to be much higher than the teams that we just mentioned. And so Real exactly. Sociedad is a Champions League team. And mm -hmm. so if you can actually find a spot there, which good luck with that, yeah, but if you can find a spot there, that would be a great place to go. Uh, Frank, is Yuri Jorkaev the most underrated player of the 90s, given his excellent performances for clubs in France, Italy, Germany and England, and stellar international performances? For those who don't know Yuri, yes, he, he is underrated, but uh, the, the specialists and all the former players who have played uh, with or against him would tell you that the guy was absolutely tremendous. Uh, he was such a... A lovely guy to play with, except defensively, he, doesn't, he didn't really care. He wasn't really mm. involved. But uh, every time he was on the, you know, they say on the string of getting out of the team and every club that he played for, he was scoring the goal or he was having the game that he needed. He was, uh, he, he, uh, he gave an assist on the, on the first, uh, on the second goal uh, uh, against, uh, against Brazil in the World Cup. It was so important to Zinedine Zidane to work with him. And nobody who played with him would say that Yuri Djokaev is not a good player. So mm. uh, for those who say that Djokaev is underrated, um, no, I wouldn't say that. But let's say that the people who know Yuri and who have played against or with know exactly the level of Yuri Djokaev. And Yuri Djokaev was one of the top players as a nine and a half, I would say, uh, oh. top player in the world. And this is a sort of a side note on Yuri Jorkaev. As he came to Major League Soccer and he was playing with New York, I believe, I want to say it was the 2006 World Cup in which apparently he had left the team in New York, uh, a legend that had had uh, some personal issues and whatever the case may be. 
the World Cup is going on, they pan to the stands yes. and Yuri Jorkaev is watching the game. Yes, brilliant. <laughs> while, while his team is on the field here in Major League Soccer. That's fantastic. Yuri, <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. uh, for, who was better in their prime? Luis Suarez or Carlos Tevez? Mm. I'm going to say Luis Suarez. Mm. Uh, more consistently productive than Carlos Tevez. Carlos Tevez, there's a fire to his game, and it almost fell at times when even when he was with Boca, and also, of course, when we saw him in the international career. It's like there were moments in which he would carry a team with that passion and that fire. But on a weekly basis, what we saw from Luis Suarez and the level of productivity, I think, at his best, was better than what we saw from Carlos Tevez. Final question for you, Frank. It's about the theatre, darling. Uh, start, bench, drop. Oh. These theatre districts. London, Paris, New York. Mm. Oof. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, um... If you have to know if you discuss about Broadway or no, or off Broadway uh, in uh, in New York, which well, is Broadway. You think of, you think of theater in New York. You think Broadway, yeah. Broadway, okay. So I would put Broadway. I would put New York first for sure, because it's like worldwide. Then I put London after, and then I put then I put Paris. Paris is uh, it's like 750 performances per night, every night, but. I have to say that three quarter of them, you have to avoid them. <laughs> you have to make sure you avoid them. And wow. uh, you, you have some qualities and you have some nice uh, um, things that you can see everywhere in Paris. Uh, and the thing is with London and New York, you exactly know where to go in order to see that. It's a little bit everywhere in Paris that you're going to see some theaters or, 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 or location where you can see a, uh, a performance uh i love the broadway feeling uh and uh, when i go on what is the street in london where you have close to a uh, regent street close to uh, uh to piccadilly that you must know dan that street where you have the all you have all those theaters it's absolutely beautiful i like but the soho is it soho i don't know I'm, i don't know london very well <laughs> no it's yeah, <laughs> so sainsbury salisbury salisbury uh, yeah. Road, maybe i don't know like i never could afford to go yeah. to that where part is, of london you don't know <laughs> where, where is your culture dan but it's mm. not it's, it's not the theater district of london <laughs> definitely not well it's not, not went, it's not it's not it's in so yeah, you're right. It's in Seoul, and uh, right. and uh, and you there have you to go. See. It's mm. not too far from Piccadilly. It's beautiful. Well done. There but, we go. Uh, yeah. Now I like the ambiance. Yeah. So somebody went to see Frank's play and okay. tweeted me okay. a review. Okay. Here we go. I spent the past week in Paris and had the pleasure of seeing you, talking about Frank, in Hernie Fiscal. Hilarious play, love the sly football jokes, and especially when Frank breaks the fourth wall and addresses the audience. Bravo. So then, I sent that to Frank. Yeah. And. And do you know what his reply was? What's that? Great, I deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know what, Ali? Thank you. Yeah, you know, Ali, I always, I always give to Dan what he wants. He knows, yeah. he, and I know he wants that from me. So, of course, that's a gift, yeah. always. It's, it's, it's a performance. I, I can't, I can't perform. believe Frank is trying to pretend he's, he's humble. Yes, yes. Thank you. Uh, that is it. That brings us to the end of today's show. Thank you very much uh, for watching. Um, Shaftesbury Avenue, is it Frank? Is that what you were thinking of?
There we are, perfect. All right. uh, that's it. Good job, Dan. <laughs> what about Thiago Silva? Yeah. Dude, that's the one, that's the one. We'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. yeah.